Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And by golly, they certainly were much better when uh, they featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Hi there, Harry Alexander with you here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Co-hosting on the other side is uh, Mr. Bunker de France. You know, now that you mention lawyers, it's a funny thing, but the, there was an old cowboy that passed over to the other side, went to heaven, mm-hmm. and he talked St. Peter into letting him come back. Mm-hmm. And he come back, and they were talking to him, some some people, and they said, well, what's it like in heaven? He was describing everything. Mm-hmm. And and they said, well, how is heaven? Well, you know, because all the lawyers, he says, mm-hmm. there ain't no lawyers in heaven. <laughs> It's, uh, it was going to be an Uncle Alvin story there for a yeah. minute. <laughs> well, it could have been a friend of Uncle Alvin's. <laughs> anyway, we are uh, here on a Saturday afternoon for us. It is uh, Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. This is a program about the Old West, in case uh, you're new to us. And, and Old uh, Westerners. And Old Westerners, that's right. Uh, anything and everything having to do about the West. And on the last Saturday of each month, we try and talk about a particular movie or actor, actress, director, writer, uh, music, whatever the case may be. Uh, today we're doing the John Wayne movie Red River. Red River Saturday. Yeah, that uh, was shown down at the Empire Ranch today. At, on the 27th, and... Uh, it's it's over of, now, though. Yeah, it's over now. It's part of a, a, a thing. The Turner Classic Movies folk have a, a, a chapter set up in the Tucson area, TCM Backlot, and um, they're the ones who sponsored this thing. And uh, They did a marvelous job. It was a great... I, I had a time down there, you mm-hmm. know, because they had a, a tour mm-hmm. of the ranch itself, which Mark will be speaking mm-hmm. with us in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Marty did a talk about the movies and stuff. I did, I, I blathered on for a few minutes about <laughs> Red River, and and they fed us even, you know, it was like Boy, awesome. And I, and I missed and that. Elizabeth and and, uh, and Kimberly, yeah. wonderful, wonderful host okay. of folks. If you want to get involved with something that I think is really a stellar uh, organization, they'll give you the information in a little bit, but Turner Classic Movies, their organization, it's nationwide. Mm-hmm. They have stuff going on all over the country, so mm-hmm. I think, and they'll, they'll clarify this, but I think it's one of the kind of things, if you're visiting your Aunt Hattie back in Cincinnati, if there's a chapter there or anywhere near, and you're a member, you can participate. Yeah, and uh, if you're not uh, doing anything with... Uh Turner Classic Movie, in other words, watching Turner Classic Movies, you ought to be because yes. uh, it is uh, it is it is very very good to do so. And, and they're uh, one of the few people that's still making westerns, big western movies for television too. Well, yeah, that. But more importantly, they show a lot of great movies. Yes, and uh, <clears throat> we're going to talk about some of those as well. Before we get to our interview, though, we've got some housekeeping goodies here to talk to you about. If you want to get involved in the conversation with us, eight hundred nine, uh, not eight hundred, eight four four nine eight nine zero eight. Nine three seven eight. I never call myself eight four four nine zero eight West. Isn't that on your cheat board there? Your computer. Yeah, but thingy? I'm trying to do this from memory. Oh, memory. Oh, okay. and we talked earlier before going to air about. We did. Uh, about think, memory. Yeah, I about, don't remember. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, Voices of the West at Gmail dot com is the email address. We've got a YouTube channel you can check out. Some uh, pretty cool specials up there. And uh, let's and we see. welcome questions. Yeah, we yeah, welcome questions, comments. Comments. You know, it's it's all about making you folks That's happy. Right. That's right. And so on to our little housekeeping things. Well, they're not that little, but uh, housekeeping, housekeeping, as uh, Peter says. Housekeeping, and, as uh, Peter says from uh, Family Guy. Housekeeping. Anywho, housekeeping. <laughs> Uh, sad to report here, Faye McKenzie, actress on screen for a century, has passed. Uh, uh, she was uh, 101 years old, and uh, the article from the or the obituary from the New York Times uh, has a picture here of uh, uh, her with Gene uh, Autry. Uh, they uh, starred together in Cowboy Serenade. Yeah, five movies all together. Yeah, she she did with a him. she did a buttload of movies. Period. Uh, her first 
uh, role was at 10 weeks old, and she was born in <laughs> 1918. <laughs> so she'd been doing them for a long time. And her time. last role was uh, last year. 2016 or 2017. L- last year. Last year, yeah. What the Amazing. article says. So. Uh, we, we, That's got to be a record. I know. Faye McKenzie, uh, you've seen her. If you watch a lot of B-Westerns, uh, you have seen her in there. Uh, and she's uh, read, the, read the last paragraph, her lady. experience with, with uh, horse work. Well, you know, she, she said that uh, while she could ride a horse, she was not skillful enough to do the stunts, though you do everything you want to wor- if you want to work, Mrs. McKenzie said. And that resolve was severely tested on the set of One Western when she was asked to drive a buckboard. Oh, sure, she recalled replying. I thought it was going to be, I thought I was going to perish, she said. I jumped on the wagon, a raring to go. Horses took off, and I thought to myself, oh, Lord, this is the end of me. Then the director yelled, cut. And those horses stopped on a dime. Movie horses. Yeah. They'll, either, they'll either save you or kill you. They can take a, uh, they can take a cue at the best of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got one little piece here. Again, it's it's kind of stuff I always... It's sad, but it's, I do it because these guys need to be remembered. It was a character actor, cowboy, did a lot of stuff. Tom Reese, he, he died in 89, lived in Studio City. He was a former Marine and MP... Stood six foot three, two hundred thirty pounds. So you know, most of the time he was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I'll just give you a couple of the westerns, and then we'll move on to our guests and stuff. He did Flaming Star with Elvis Presley, Taggart with Dan Duray, Support Your Local Sheriff with uh, Jim Garner. He did fifteen gun smokes. Wow! That tells you when you do that many gun smokes, yeah. it tells you you're good. Yeah, that's right. Have gun will travel, Lawman, Virginian. Bonanza, The Guns of Will Sonnet, Rawhide, Branded, and a whole slew more. All right, let's get down to business here. We're talking Red River on uh, this uh, edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. And with us to talk about that sort of thing is, uh, they're calling us from the Empire Ranch, uh, is Elizabeth Klingler, I think that's, did I, did I... Got it. I got it. Here it is the first time. (laughs) Man, oh, man. (laughs) Elizabeth, thank you for joining us today. And uh, you have with you who? I forgot. Mark Murphy. Mark Mark Murphy from Empire Ranch. Uh, Mark Murphy. Murphy. Mark Murphy. Murphy. Ah, yes. Okay. So uh, (laughs) the the event was uh, a huge success from what I understand. Oh, we had a great time. In fact, we just we skipped out. The movie just ended. We ran over to the 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 welcome center and called dialed you guys right up. So uh, actually, you got us out of a little bit of cleanup work. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, we're happy about that. We planned it that way. <laughs> so the the. Re- so the reception of the movie was most excellent. Let's get a little bit of background on the movie. It's a, a film that one reviewer says gets better with age. It was the first of five Howard Hawks, John Wayne features. Red River, 1948, was the third straight gem right after To Have and Have Not and from 44 and The Big Sleep from 46, both excellent movies. Uh, John Wayne had come a long way from his low-budget Lone Star film days, says the reviewer, and it's still it's considered a, a Western take on Mutiny on the Bounty. Now, I've never very thought, weak, never thought it. about that, but uh, I can see the parallel there. Uh, it's the, they say the relationship between Tom <laughs> yeah. Dunson and Matt Garth is uh, deeply complex. Uh, yeah, it certainly is. It's a fascinating look at the cattle drive during the Wild West. Yes, Opious. It, it certainly was. Uh, uh, this was Montgomery Clift's first film, his uh, film de- debut, mm-hmm. and uh, he did pretty doggone good. Walter uh, Brennan is in it. Uh, a couple of our other uh, movie friends, uh, Harry Carey Jr., Harry Carey Sr. Uh, that was his last movie. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. Yep. Uh, we got John wow. Ireland in there. Jerry Valance. And just think a few years later, John Ford does mm-hmm. Liberty Valance, mm-hmm. and they're both spelled the same. Yeah. Noah Beery Jr. Uh, see, Paul Fix was in there in that. Uh, and Hank Borden. Yeah, that's Don't right. Don't forget Hank Borden. That's he right. had a great line in there, too. And, of course, one of my favorites is old Two Jaws Group. Mm-hmm. Chief Yoahachi, I mentioned down there, mm-hmm. here's a Yakima Indian. Who was a trained opera singer? Yeah, you don't see that. That very was often. what he did. <laughs> yeah, you know. 
I'll call you. So, so <laughs> the reviewers, the reviewers say it's a uh, quite the classic, and uh, I'm just going to play devil's advocate well, here because I believe it is a classic the, as well. What, but what makes it a classic in you guys' eyes? One of the most important, uh, one of the most important reviewers was John Ford, who uttered the famous line, "I didn't know the big lung could act." <laughs> Actually, it was the big sob could act. Yeah, but that's true, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because if you look at, you know, he, he goes all the way back to, with Ford to Mother McCree and a couple of other things. Ford discovered him as a prop boy and knew that he played for USC football, and, and Ford played had played pro uh, football in college as well. And so he saw that as an opportunity to test, uh, test this kid uh, he had him get down on a three-point, and he, and then he proceeded to knock him down. And mm-hmm. Wayne said, oh, okay, well, can we try that again? <laughs> and he knocked Ford on his ass, mm-hmm. and uh, Ford liked that. <laughs> and, of course, this movie was filmed down in, the, uh, in southeast Arizona uh, on the Empire Ranch and around the Empire Ranch, uh, uh, tons of places in the area. So that's another reason that it is a famous Let's, film for this particular area. Yes. You know, before we get too deep into this thing, because the time is going to fly. Yes, it is. Let's let Elizabeth and Mark tell us a little bit about TCM, uh, and if folks are interested, how they can join, uh, what they've got coming up in the future, and just fill us in about the whole organization, especially because it's kind of new here in Tucson. Yeah, it's TCM Backlot, so it's your turn, Elizabeth. All right. Well, but first, I have to ask you guys, did you notice Shelly Winters in this with a little yes. cameo? Yeah. She was dancing around the fire. Yeah, in yeah, fact, yeah. I'm trying to think who she was dancing with. I've got that somewhere here. Uh, I don't remember who she was with, but it was in the wagon train at the that they were attacking right. in the yeah. end. Yeah. Well, go on. All right. Well, good. I thought I was going to get one over on you, but no. Mark didn't catch it. <laughs> So TCM Backlot, uh, yes, most uh, everybody knows that Turner Classic Movies is a classic movie channel, and they've started opening local chapters of their fan club. So uh, to join a local chapter, you have to join first the mothership, TCM Backlot, and to do that, you go to tcmbacklot.com, and once you've joined that, you look up uh, a link on there to the local chapters. You find Tucson, and there's an email address, and they just email us, and they get to join us for nothing. So uh, we've got some very exciting events coming up. Our next field trip is going to be Mescal with Marty Freeze as our guide uh, before it gets too hot, and that's going to be on May 18th. There are also big screenings every month in uh, our home theater, which is in uh, the Foothills Mall on Ina Road and La Choya. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is True Grit. So for all your John Wayne fans, Which, we've got well, True Grit coming up. And anybody can go to that. But we, as a club member, we get free tickets. Uh, we get five free tickets to pass out to members only. So that's not a little uh, incentive to join. Yeah. Now, now Mark, the, did you have anything you'd like to add? Go ahead. No, it's uh, a True Grit is... Uh, of course, uh, the, the uh, movie that John Wayne won the Academy Award for, finally. Uh, so I guess uh, he did finally uh, act, and uh, uh, it's a wonderful movie. It's, uh, of course, the Coen Brothers remade it just recently. That was wonderful, too. I think they're both great movies for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And a great book. Mm-hmm. And a great book, too. Yeah, Charles Portis. The most. Well, we know there was a... Uh, I, at least I know it was True Grit was a great movie. My wife sat through it seven times uh, when she was uh, uh, when it first came out. Uh, she and her, I guess she and her girlfriend ditched school and uh, went to <laughs> went to the movie and they sat through seven showings of True Grit. To this day, she still does not remember any of the lines, but that's okay. You know what, Mary? <laughs> that shows your wife has True Grit. You know, I, it's what I'm thinking as well. <laughs> I'm thinking as well. Now, the first big event that uh, you guys did, that at least I remember, uh, it, it was reported, um, was uh, a film, the film showing of uh, Rio Bravo. Bravo at the Fox uh, here in Tucson. 
and you had out, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you had Ben Mankiewicz out here, and uh, Angie Dickinson was out here. Well, she was a hoot. And uh, so, yeah, h- how did how that all it, come about? Was, well, actually, I've been a member of the TCM Backlot Fan Club for a couple of years, and they have a contest where you can write in an essay and add, and try to convince them to come to your hometown. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a big essay, and I won, and they Yay. decided they were going to show Rio Bravo at the Fox and you know we have we have this awesome historical theater and Rio Bravo was filmed parts of it in Tucson and and, uh, parts general so it was really a shoe-in it was wonderful and it was a sellout Angie Dickinson was a hoot as you said Uh, it it was just it was an incredible day and so the the Tucson chapter actually spun off from that it was sort of a catalyst for Mm. people to join and that's where we met Empire Ranch they had a, a table at the theater Yes, and uh, it's it's all history from there. Here we are. So, so what kind of other events do you do uh, aside from the uh, showing uh, movies or sponsoring movies? Well. Uh yeah, we try to do a kind of an extra field trip type thing per month. One of the things we did in March was have a noir and nosh. So we're veering off westerns here, but uh, we so we had a one of our members has a clubhouse. We all brought a potluck dinner Ooh. and we met and watched a movie and talked about it. And it was it was pretty awesome because classic movie fans love to talk about movies. What <laughs> so what what, yeah, what what noir did you uh, did you screen? We did Sunset Boulevard. Mm, good one. But oh, I was also that's the top of the list. On your, your, yeah. What? I said that's the top of the list. It's it's such a big movie that it's almost not near nor because it's so big a movie and so successful a movie, and nor's not supposed to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Yes, it well, is. It's enjoyable. You might have you might have a point there. But I was noticing on your fabulous website that you have the top ten Western's biggest babes, and I noticed <laughs> there's about six of them that are also very noir babes. Mm-hmm. As yes. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's so a, because Mar- we. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, oh, I was going to say Marie Windsor, Susan Hayward, Rhonda Fleming, Marlena mm-hmm. Dietrich. Uh, these are all, uh, you know, in noir after noir, <laughs> and they're fabulous in, and, in both and, genres, I might say. And about three or four years ago, we we did we kind of did that show again and came up with a few new babes. Yeah. And with my, way I dig into things, I found, I, gosh, there's so many of these actresses that did multiple, like well, like the uh, young lady that uh, hundred years old, hundred one, uh, did five. Mm-hmm. With uh, Autry alone, and our our only prerequisite was three. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny because there were some <laughs> we wanted to include, and they only did one or two. Right. Well, so we couldn't include them. But Ooh. yeah, it's a great topic, and we're gonna we're gonna revisit stuff. And in fact, you know, again, and this goes also for the Turner Classic Movie folks. If we can get you guys to listen in and call in, you know, if you want to say, hey, why don't you guys do this show or why did you do that show? We want to hear that because yeah. that's what makes us go and what that's gets right. us fired up. That's right. We, you know, we want to try and cater to everybody's uh, needs and wants as best as we possibly Besides can. Our own. And speaking of catering to needs and wants, uh, <laughs> it is time for a commercial break here. So uh, I need one. I want one. I know. Isn't that good? So uh, hang on the line here, Elizabeth and Mark. I will put you back into the nifty Q gizmo there. And uh, we'll be back with much more of Amal Franzi's Voices of the West here on a Saturday afternoon, right after these very important messages. Do stay tuned. Voices of the West will be right back. The Tucson Trap and Skeet Club has served Southern Arizona since its original incorporation in 1948. We have a 9,000 square foot clubhouse with a restaurant and lounge, and we're open year round for all your sporting needs. Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday from 7:30 a.m. to 1 p.m. 
Come out and join us at our world-renowned facility located here in the Old Pueblo, Tucson Trap and Skeet Club at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. For more information, call 883-6426. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. VOW Radio is on YouTube. Watch past voices of the West talk shows, those old-time Western serials, and a few more surprises. VOW Radio, on YouTube. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. This land is Don Diego's. What is that river you were talking about? El Rio Grande. But I told you that... Don Diego, tell him that all the land north of that river is mine. Tell him to stay off of it. Oh, but the land is his. Where did he get it? Oh, many years ago by Grand and Patton, inscribed by the king of all the Spain. You mean he took it away from whoever was here before? Indians, maybe. Hmm, Maybe so. Well, I'm taking it away from him. Others have thought as you, senor. Others have tried. And you've always been good enough to stop him? Amigo, it is my work. Pretty unhealthy job. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. And we are back here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. <clears throat> We're talking about the movie, the John Wayne movie, the great movie, uh, Red River. Classic. Sorry, classic. John Wayne, Montgomery Clift, Joanne Drew, Walter Brennan, Harry Carey Sr. Tom Tyler. Oh, man. They're just, Wally Wales. They're just all over Hal the place. Tyler, <clears throat> they're just all over the place. Oh, yeah. And with <laughs> us on the horn to talk about that is Elizabeth Klingler of uh, the local TCM Backlot chapter here in Tucson and uh, Mark Murphy from uh, the Empire Ranch. And so, um, Yeah, we might mention that Mark is TCM and Empire. Well, you're wearing two hats today, Mark. Yeah. Well, he only had one hat on. It was a gray one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I wanted, I wanted to kind of digress for just a minute because I'm going to try and keep it short. But, you know, everybody says Howard Hawks directed Red River. Well, some of the sources say Howard Hawks and Arthur Rawson directed Mm -hmm. Red River. And Arthur Rawson is a very interesting uh, individual because he actually was directing second unit on that. And the great cattle stampede scenes and a lot of that, the river crossing, he was shooting those. This guy was one of the top action uh, directors. Uh, Just to give you some history on him, he was born in 1886, died in 1960. He was uh, a director, a second unit director, an assistant director, a writer. He was the second unit director on Red River. Uh, he comes from a very illustrious family. Uh, long before our modern rat packs and stuff, his brother Harold was a cinematographer and one of the top cinematographers in the business, uh, I might add. Uh, was one of the first people to shoot Technicolor. Uh, his uh, other brother Richard was a director, very successful. And his uh, sister uh, Helene, she was a very successful actress in the, and star in The Silence. Now, uh, he started in films as a stuntman, joined Vitagraph in 1909, later worked as an associate director with Cecil B. DeMille for 16 years, 
by the 1920s was a full-time director and from 29 to 38 directed mostly westerns. He was a highly regarded second unit director, shot acting scenes for uh, some really fine films such as Viva Via, Red River, Big Sky. He served as second unit director on every, I mean, I repeat that, every DeMille film from 1939 to 1956. He was born in France. Uh, he also wrote a novel, Western novel, which was made into a movie which uh, starred Hoot Gibson. Uh, he directed 61 movies, second unit director or assistant director on 29, wrote 11, was production manager on 11, and was crew member on one. As an actor, he worked on The Mystery of Yellow Aster Mine, The Great Gratitude of Wanda, what a title, The Lie, <laughs> and then as a writer, he wrote The Picket Guard, uh, Bloodhounds of the North, uh, The Honor of the Mounted, the Coming of the Law with Tom Mix, The Fighting Streak, uh, streak with Tom Mix, uh, The Mounted Stranger with Hoop Gibson, again, Trailing Double with Hoot again, Boots of Destiny with Ken Maynard, and I've got I've got a one-sheet, or actually, no, it's a lot, not a lobby, what is it? It's, it's the one bigger than a lobby, but smaller than a one-sheet of Boots of Destiny. And I'll tell you, if you want a hobby, collect the old lobby cards <laughs> yeah, and, right. and the one sheets. That, the artwork and the color it blows you totally away. Trouble is, Bunker will have to. Bunker stores his books in his oven, and so he's going to no, have to I get don't. another. No, I don't. They're on the couch. Oh, he's going to have to get another oven to uh, put. <laughs> no, actually, actually, the the oven the oven is full of containers for for putting food in. I see. I moved into that apartment. This is really digressing. In. Uh, November of 93, mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend come over from L.A. Uh, about six months later. She she cooked a roast in the oven. I think I put like three pizzas in the oven in the next year. The <laughs> oven has not been used since, except for storage, as, as well as this washer, which has never, ever been used. Okay. That's, that's cowboy for you. Yeah, I reckon. That's hermit for you. That's what that is. Boy, oh boy. So, so you got to uh, Elizabeth. You got to meet up with Ben Mankiewicz, and, and he he's a fascinating character. Tell us a little bit about him. Oh, he's a great guy. I actually got to meet him again um, because I'm a member of the club. They had another contest where you could win a set visit to Atlanta. The the set that Ben comes on and does all his intros and outros is in Atlanta. And I won. I sat, it was a random raffle type thing, and I got to go to Atlanta and hang out on the set and watch Ben get filmed. And we had lunch with him. And uh, he's he's just a, he is a very interesting man and uh, comes from a long lineage in the movie industry. Yeah, his, his brother, his, yeah, his brother and father were uh, big time. Uh, I think Producers his dad was a producer and director. And director. You know, you know, Elizabeth. I just had a thought. You know, you won those two contests. How would you like to be head writer on Voices of the West? There you go. Head writer. Uh, head writer. <laughs> what am I getting myself into? Well, it, oh, it pays. Writer, writer. It, I thought it, you meant writer like on a horse. Oh no, no. It, it pays well. You, you get twice as much as Harry and me put together. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's you how much contract. Oh, oh now she wants to go into the contract. Yeah, issue. oh, the contract. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to give you the same kind of contract that John Wayne had with the wagon train uh, going west. There you go. If you'll remember, the uh, wagon master goes back after he pulls out, and he says, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm heading south. I like the country down there. Well, you know, you signed on, you, yep. uh, and you, know, you, you agreed to go all the way, yep. which think about this. He quit the wagon train. Uh-oh. Later, no, later, when he's on the cattle drive, his cowboys want to quit him. Mm-hmm. Parallel. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I see mm-hmm. where this is going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know, here's another. This is another great one to think about. In the beginning of the movie, when when he leaves the wagon train and he crosses the river and, and uh, Matthew gets there, he's wearing a white hat. At the end of the movie, when he's on the trail and he finally and he shows up in Abilene, he's wearing a black hat. <laughs> That's in the old, you know, traditional white hat, black hat mm-hmm. that shows you the transition of the character, uh-huh. if nothing else, in hats. No, yeah. I, 
No, it just shows you how dirty it is pushing cattle around. <laughs> no, that was a black hat. He was a true black hat. You know, you think about that, too. Oh, that yeah. was almost a pioneering role in Westerns because up until that time, you had very few, you know, you had originally, you know, William S. Hart that would play a bad guy who turns good, and this was just the opposite. This was a good guy who turns kind of bad till you know, a woman steps in and saves the day. That's right. Then he turns good again. So, That's right. You know, he, he oh. did have a happy ending in my book. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to spoil. Go ahead, Mark. That's, that's the Howard Hawks story, though. Yeah. Is is you know these guys are 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 wild and crazy and and fighting with each other, and then a woman steps in and says, "Well, what the heck are you guys doing?" and uh, sets them straight. And women were doing that in almost every one of his movies. Yeah. Don't they still do that though? Oh uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> You know, now, now here, here's an here's another interesting thing for you, if I don't forget it already. <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say? Huh? I have no clue. It was good too. I, I bet it was. We'll talk here. Maybe I'll think about it. Uh, I know it's right there on the. It's on the tip of my brain. It just won't drop off. Well, one thing, one thing I wanted to. Oh, I know what it is. As far as the Empire. I'll tell. You, I'll, I'll get it real one quick because I, I don't want to lose it again. It's. Uh, I wanted to throw in here. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. As as part of the Empire Ranch is that uh, before the movie, I, I mentioned the fact that uh, Walter Vale's uh, big brother, Ned Vale, uh, Walter Vale was the man who started Empire Ranch for your listeners, but Ned Vale actually uh, took a cattle drive from the Empire Ranch to L.A. to sell his cattle, to sell their cattle there in 1890. This was one of the few east-west cattle drives in the country. Most of them went north, of course, from Texas. Um, they did it because the railroad was charging too much money, and they did it once, and the railroad said, well, I guess we're going to bring our prices down. But anyway, it was an exciting story, and we actually sell a copy here at Empire Ranch of the diary of Ned Vale, and it's an exciting story. It's got a shootout. It's got floods. It's got stampedes. It's got everything that was in the movie. It's a great uh, story. Except Joanna Drew. Over there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I want. I want. I want to. Well, this I, is my. Go ahead. This go ahead, is Liz. my first time out here at the ranch, and it, this has been phenomenal. I have to say, just from even driving in on the road. We ran into cattle, all you know, with babies, and then we also ran into some wonderful deer, and you know, just everything out here is amazing. The restoration on the ranch house is just incredible, so I, I highly recommend it to uh, for people to come out and check it out because it's really special. It's a way cool place to spend a day, or two, or even three, and uh, or the whole damn week if you want. I mean, it's a, spend the rest of your life down there. Yeah, it's a it's a way cool place. We've got to do another commercial break here, so with that in mind, I'm going to put you guys back into the nifty little Q-Gizmo, and we will be back with much more of Amo Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very important messages. Do not, I repeat, do not go away. I'm just a cowboy, a Texas buckaroo. I love the open spaces where skies are always blue. I just like to ride along, singing on my way. Watching o'er the doggies and rounding up the strays. Move slow, you little doggies. Emil Franzi's Voices of the West will be right back. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. First, contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com 
and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Polash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. We're going to Missouri with 10,000 head. I want you all to know what you're up against. You probably already know, but I want to make sure you do. We got a thousand miles to go. Ten miles a day will be good. Fifteen will be luck. It'll be dry country, dry wells when we get to them. It'll be wind, rain. There's going to be Indian territory. How bad? I don't know. When we get to Missouri, there'll be border gangs. It's going to be a fight all the way, but we'll get there. And nobody has to come along. We'll still have a job for you when we get back. But remember this. Every man who signs on for this drive agrees to finish it. There'll be no quitting along the way. Not by me and not by you. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Oh, there they are. Yeah. There they are. Okay. Oh, we okay, got now, now I'm going to give you guys a warning. This is, a, a, I'm going to got two spoiler alerts. So if you want to put your fingers in your ear and go, nya, 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 uh, you can. But this is the two spoiler alerts. One, uh, the movie Red River was based on a, ser- fi- a series of five uh Episodes of Saturday Evening Post by Borden Chase, and it was called The Chisholm Trail. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the spoiler alert. At the end of the story, after Wayne has the shootout with Cherry Valance, uh, both are wounded. In the movie, they have the fight. Everything is fine and dandy, and they go back and live happily ever after on the ranch. In the Saturday Evening Post story, Dunson dies later of the wound. Spoiler alert. Now, the second spoiler alert, Mark, this is for you. The trail drive to Temecula, uh, that was not unique. That, that had that was a common thing that they had been doing before the railroad went through. Uh, then after, of course, the, the price raising and everything else, they decided to do the trail drive. One of the interesting things is when they got to Yuma, they hired some of the, because the railroad had the also had the barge for crossing. You either cross by train or by barge, and the, the railroad owned both of those, so they hired some of the local Indians and went down south of Yuma, and they cut down the banks of both sides so that they could drive the cattle across. But, and this is the interesting part, but 
they had some they had calves and they had some sick cows on there which they knew they couldn't cross the river they ended up ferrying them across the river paying the railroad to get them across uh, one of the interesting things you mentioned the gunfight uh, it was the uh, I can't remember the brothers names but these were two guys that had been had stole some horses fell in with some bad company uh, and then struck out for California to get away from the law. Well, uh, the longest crossing, which in, it was in the Mojave, was 24 miles to, I think it was Stinking Springs or something like that, uh, Pogosa Springs, and that was where they met up with the posse from Arizona. I, I like Stinky Springs myself. Yeah, that's New Mexico, Billy, <laughs> kid. I get my stories crossed. But uh, the... Uh, Marshall, or the sheriff actually, came up and introduced him to Ned Vale. And Ned said, well, we're going to tell, we're going to tell everybody, because he, he said, this is what we're after, these two guys. And he said, yeah, I know, well, they're with us, because they had signed on after the crossing in, in, uh, into, when they were into California. And he says, we're going to introduce you as, as uh, minors, and you're just out here, and then, you know, you can make your play. So after supper that night, they... Everybody's relaxed. They jumped the brothers. The younger brother broke and ran, and one of the deputies was running after him. Ned Vale was running after the deputy, and he was shouting at the deputy, don't shoot him, don't shoot him. The deputy shot him. And some people said, you know, that it was, it was more of an execution than uh, uh, shooting an escaping prisoner. Because where are you going to go to out in the middle of the desert? You, you wonder, yeah. But, uh, and Ned wrote about that years later. But that's that's my kind of second spoiler. It's not really a spoiler, but that's just uh, more of the story, as Walter Winchell would say. My, I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah, they were they were they were the Fox Brothers. Yes, and, Fox uh, Brothers. Thank it, you. It kind of upset Ned. It kind of upset Ned quite a bit. Uh, like you said, he 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 was not a he he wasn't the kind of guy that that liked that kind of thing. And uh, I think people had sort of taken to these guys on the on the trip. They yeah, they, they, they were their weight and. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing, too, yeah, is the other thing, too, is that no, they, they didn't think about, in fact, the San Diego paper said what a hero the sheriff and his posse were, but they were outside their jurisdiction. They were licensed in Arizona, not in California. They they exceeded their authority. Big surprise. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Texas Rangers used to go into Mexico all the time. I know. And, and Gary Cooper went into Canada. That's right. I'm just saying. Big surprise. <laughs> What is the uh, Elizabeth? Is this the first time you've seen this movie, or, or have you seen it many times? Red River. No, this this is my first time around the block with this one. So I was kind of saving myself. I didn't do any research on it prior to. I wanted to. I wanted to just be all new and surprised. And well, I, it actually was quite good. What what what's your takeaway? I, I sound surprised. No, no. What, what's your takeaway from from this movie? It, 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 was well, there anything? Popcorn. Popcorn. <laughs> popcorn. I really liked what you said um, as far as the parallel to Mutiny on the Bounty. and um, But also, uh, I don't know, a takeaway. I like happy endings, too. So yeah. I was really glad when John Wayne came around. <laughs> and, you know, this, this, is, this is a very biblical movie, too, in a way, if you think it. Dunson represents the Old Testament. Uh-huh. Uh, Matthew Garth represents the New Testament. And when they, have, when they come through the herd and he, he won't draw on him and he, and he shoots and creases his cheek, he turned the other cheek. That's right. Parallels. Uh-huh. The movie is full of parallels. Yes, it is. Well, and, and you like yeah. happy Elizabeth. You like happy endings, and you're a a, a film noir buff. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bad guys always get theirs in the end. In, yeah, well, that's true, and that makes noir. everybody happy. Yeah, that's that's very true. That's very true. Well, that's right. <laughs> Matt, do you like uh, or Mark? Do you are are you a film noir enthusiast as well? Oh yeah, yeah. I actually. Just a few days ago, I was watching uh, Niagara with uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe, one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, mm-hmm. and that's pure noir, yeah, especially when you consider the things that she normally did. Uh, she did make a few other noir movies, but in this one, she's just she's just cold evil. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, Indeed. well, to, to uh, uh, talk about noir in westerns, I would have to suggest 
rather strongly that the original 310 to Yuma is a very, very noirish movie. Blood on the, the Moon. In the Western, for the Western genre. The most noirish. I've got, before we go any further, I've got to mention the stuntmen that worked on this movie. Already? Because that's, that's, that's my guys. That's right. Richard Farnsworth, believe it or not. Was, he was a stunt double for Cliff, and uh, Ben Johnson was a stuntman on it. He didn't do any acting or anything. Uh, Fred Kennedy, an old-time stuntman. Danny Sands, who uh, was in every from the, every Cecil B. the movie that he ever did, mm. I think, going back to before the Crusades. Uh, and he used to always give Danny a part because Danny couldn't act and couldn't do a part, and it would take 20 pin, uh, takes to say, yep. Yep. And okay, Riley Riley Walker, Walter uh, doubled Wayne. Jackie Williams uh, and Jack Williams had one of the best falling horses in the business, a horse called Cocaine. And this, he, you know, a lot of time, you know, you see a guy fall a horse, and instead of going to the side, it would go over backwards. Yeah. That was generally Jackie on cocaine. Wow. And I want to mention also some the, the, the horse, not the drug. Both guys, yeah. <laughs> Did Jackie stay with him? I also want to mention some local guys here that did stunts on it. They were wranglers. They they and they ride stock wagons stunts. I mentioned it during the uh, our talk down at the ranch. But Luke Redoff, Bill Douglas, who was also got the first Teamster card uh, for a local in Arizona. Uh, Benny Ward, who I knew, Benny did like four decades of working as a Teamster a cowboy. His family was up in the foothills here, old, old ranching family. Vernon Mounts, who furnished livestock for at least three decades or more. He was one of the cowboys on that. Also a uh, on the U of A rodeo team as a bareback bronc rider. And uh, Frank Clark, who was probably the top mule man, at least in the southwestern part mm-hmm. of the state, if not the whole state, and wore bib overalls all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just some of the some of the uh, local stunt guys that worked on it. And one other person I want to mention, she was a lady down lived down in Patagonia, and her name was Eve Barnett. Everybody called her Ma, and she was the woman in the rocking chair when they when they get to Abilene. Mm. Mm. So that's well, that's interesting. I got all this stuff. Very cool. <laughs> he is just a fountain of information that all, a continues spitting, to a spitting fountain that continues to spew forth. Spew. <laughs> I like that word. Yeah, spew. I know. I know. It took me a while to come up with that. Yeah, um, I, I could spew among the best. <laughs> Mark, Mark, have you seen this movie before, Red River? Yeah, I've seen it several times. Um, I watched it actually last week uh, just to get ready and come up with a few. Ideas and thoughts and so forth, but uh, yeah, I definitely see the parallels to Mutiny on the Bounty. And uh, one of the interesting things too that people have pointed out in the past is that um, that uh, Ricky Nelson in uh, uh, Real Bravo took a lot from uh, from um, Montgomery Cliff's acting. Somebody's mentioned the fact that uh, that he had a habit in the movie of rubbing his nose. Mm-hmm. Finger, which is something that Montgomery Cliff was doing a lot in the movie too, and I think that's another Howard Hoxian thing. You know, do something, well, touch your face, or rub your chin, or well, rub you your know, nose, or something like. That. That's a good. That's a good observation, Mark, because what he was doing was he was mimicking Wayne. And that, that that was you know how like a young man growing up with a with a mentor mm-hmm. picks up some of the quirks. Mm-hmm. That was one of the quirks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know it's a good observation. Really good. We got to do yes, our. Yeah, We've got to do our very last well. commercial break here. We're running out of time, as it were. So I will put you guys back in the nifty queue here, and we will be uh, coming back with much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very important messages. Back when the West was very young, there lived a man named Masterson. He wore a cane and derby hat. They called him Bat, Bat Masterson. Emil Franzi's Voices of the West will be right back. 
Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do do 777-1911 the tucson trap and ski club has served southern arizona since its original incorporation in 1948 we have a 9,000 square foot clubhouse with a restaurant and lounge and we're open year-round for all your sporting needs wednesday saturday and sunday from 7 30 a.m to 1 p.m come out and join us at our world-renowned facility located here in the old pueblo tucson trap and ski club at 7800 west old ajo highway for more information, call 883-6426. Hi, this is Joe Montaigne. Every time my Uncle Willie tells me about his service in Patton's Third Army in World War II, I'm reminded of what we owe the U.S. Army. Fourteen generations of American soldiers who have courageously defended our nation. Their stories represent the best of America and should never be forgotten. Join me to help build the National Museum of the United States Army a long-overdue tribute to all American soldiers. To learn more, visit armyhistory.org. Old-time Western radio shows, every Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, only on VOW Radio. We've already got a cook. That is right, Mr. Dunson. But might be old cookie might not like grubbing the trip all that way. You heard me good that time, didn't you? Well, I might be able to persuade him. It might be just the time of year when old Cookie like a, a change of scenery could be persuaded. It might be there already persuaded because he happened to quit this morning. Well, then it might be we could persuade you to drive the chuck wagon. Might be, Mr. Dunson. Might be. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I just had to play that. Hey, squeak strong. <laughs> I just had to the play little, that. Remember the little I mean, brutal buddy sidekick? Yeah, I know. I just had to play that yeah. because it was yeah. good. <laughs> you know, I've got, I've got, I want to touch on some of the lines from the movie because some are some yeah. great lines in there. And this is John Ireland talking to Montgomery Cliff. You know, there are only two things more beautiful than a good gun. A Swiss watch <laughs> or a woman from anywhere. You ever had a switch watch? <laughs> what a great line. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. There's another one. I like I this like one. This is this is right at the very beginning of the movie when they when they see the smoke from the burning wagon train and Walter Brennan common, you know, seeing the smoke says, <laughs> always want to be burning up good wagons. <laughs> and then Wayne right, you know, just when Garth shows up for the first time. Is, is kind of the closing line to that scene. A boy with a cow and a man with a bull. Mm-hmm. That's a good <laughs> summation. That's a very good summation. Well, here's another, another, this isn't a quote, but it's just a comment on it. I heard, so large it takes all night to ford a river, and in the stampede you see a river of cattle flowing down the hill. And that is true. That see, The two scenes... They're, they're, they're iconic trail drive scenes that are used over and over and over mm-hmm. in black and white movies is the stampede mm-hmm. and the crossing of the San Pedro mm-hmm. River. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, the Red River, excuse me. Well, and, and uh, the uh, one of the goofs apparently in the movie in the film was that uh, they had the Red River flowing the wrong way. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, because well, actually, actually, the Red River flew from west to east. And the San Pedro flows north to south, uh, north right. to, I mean, south to north. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of the few north-flowing rivers in America. That's right, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, Elizabeth, the uh, with the TCM Backlot Group, um, Mescal is going to be your next field trip. Uh, once again, talk about uh, the organization and, and how people, do a shameless plug here, how people can get involved in yes. the TCM Backlot. Oh, very happy to. Thank you. 
Um, yes, all they have to do is become a member of the TCM Backlot fan club, and that, again, is tcmbacklot.com. And then the, the page opens right to where you can sign up. And you get in. There's all kinds of great content, archived video, archived intros of Robert Osborne's. There are contests galore. They give away books and free tickets to things and discounts and uh it, it's just really, uh, it's been very fulfilling for me. And then, of course, the extension to the Tucson chapter has been wild. I mean, we have we just hit the ground running. We saw awesome. a an Edith Head portrayal here right in Tucson. Uh, um, and that's all in addition to the big screenings every month. But we're going to do Mezcal on May 18th. And if somebody would like to join us for that, they're welcome to join our group. They can email me. TCM Backlot Desert Hollywood at gmail.com if they want to learn more about our club as well. And then I, I have so many other things to, um, that I want to put in this year. Um, I want to do a tour of the Fox Theater behind the scenes. Mm. And at Rio Bravo, we met a really cool guy who was the assistant manager during the time they did the rushes for Rio Bravo. And there, I don't know if your listeners know this, but there is one of those love seats up in the load section that used that John Wayne used to sit in every time. Mm. Mm. You know, just I just might want to check with you on this. Uh, as a member of the TCM, that's not just local. The member from here can participate in anything in the country if they just contact the right people and make the arrangements. Correct. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Thank you. I, I'm glad you brought that up again because you mentioned that earlier. And uh, yes, if you're a member, you can seek out any chapter in whatever town you're in that has a chapter. And in fact, a man visited from Illinois and joined us for one of the big screen movies. So yes, it, it's uh, movie lovers are so great. Um, and I'm sure Western lovers are the same where you just embrace new people all the time. Anybody new you can chat with and, and, um, and have a great time watching movies there you know everybody's happy to accommodate and the important thing is that these are classic movies and um, i think ted turner is owed a big thanks to saving a lot of these movies from uh, the uh, the circular file as it and were and a lot of buffalo too and, yeah and a lot of buffalo and uh <laughs> yeah He's got yeah. one of the largest buffalo herds in the United States. I, I know, I know. He's also uh, Captain Caveman too. I think. <laughs> but, uh, um, <clears throat> the 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 point I'm trying to make is that Turner Classic Movies shows classic movies, uh, hence the name. Good movies. And these are good movies, as opposed to the crap that's being made these days. Uh, I have not been to. I have yeah. seen a couple of new movies. Uh, newer movies, and it's only because I was forced to go see them, and they were, you know, they were enjoyable. I'll quit pulling a gun on you, Harry. Yeah. No, 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 it wasn't you. It was my wife who forced me to go see some of these. She pulled a gun she on She did. You. Um, but, you know, <laughs> there's there's just nothing like a, a good old classic movie to uh, sit around uh, well, and have a cocktail and enjoy. You know, I w that's, that's a good point because it's like I, I was talking with Marty coming back from the ranch, and I said, you know, you, you watch these movies and you watch these movies, and sometimes you just watch a few minutes or a scene, yeah. you know, while you're doing dishes or eating yeah. dinner, but they become old friends. That's right. And you, it's like if they weren't there, you would miss them. So yeah, most definitely. That is and, go ahead. Oh, and and they and TCM. The great thing about that is they're uncut and commercial free. So mm -hmm. one of the few cable networks that doesn't have commercials cutting mm -hmm. the films. You know, just before because we're about to run out of yes, time. Yes, we are. I want. I did this down at the ranch, and I want to do this here. This is John Wayne commenting on westerns for an article in Saturday Evening Post in 1970. Westerns are folklore, just the same as the Iliad. And folklore is international. Our westerns have the same appeal in Germany and Japan and South America and Greece that they have in any other country. But don't ever think they're foolproof either. It takes good men to make good westerns, and besides that, they're fun. I like making westerns. 
you know, one of the things, and I, I talked to you about this, Elizabeth, when we first uh, got together, was I would love to see Turner Classic Movies develop something like film noir or like uh, Eddie Muller's Noir Alley and uh, just show westerns, have a, a western uh, section like that on a Saturday or, or whatever. And we'd uh, be happy to host uh, it. Yeah, we'd be very happy to host <laughs> it. Um, but uh, that yeah. would be a really good budget. thing. I have that in my notes, and I am going to, uh, for whatever good it'll do, but I'm going to give it my old college try to see if we can get something moving on that. Sounds like a plan. We are out of time. Elizabeth Klingler, thank you so much from TCM Backlot, local chapter. You too, Mark. Mark Murphy from the Empire Ranch. We appreciate your time. And uh, you. you Thank bet. you for having us. You bet. Thank you so You're much. You're a delight. And uh, you, please return some uh, at, at the next time you possibly can. And That's listen it. in and call in. That's right. That's it for this edition of Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. We'll be talking to you on the first Saturday of May and uh, figure <laughs> out what the devil we're going to do. We're going to do some? Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> You're the producer, Harry. I know. That's, I'm that's, counting on you to, to you save know, me. That's just the way I like it. Yeah. <laughs> we will see you uh, or talk to you uh, next time on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West. Thank you.